0: Radio station. As you know, it all developed that
1: uh, a second was fired and Bud was hired, and and I, I'm not going to say the first guy, but one of the first guys that, that gave me a call was Bud and said, "Hey, I want you back as an uh, offensive coordinator." You know, Bud and I go back many years, you know, because I coached I coached for him and with him at uh, at uh, Winnipeg Brew Bombers,
0: mm-hmm. uh, going way back.
1: Yeah, we going we're going way back. On that that first year of the Winnipeg blue bombers would have been it went in 1960 uh, 66 uh I, I, I think that's a year because or not, no not not 66 no uh, 50, 50 Yeah, I was gonna 50, say 50, earlier so, that. yeah it would have been yeah. 56
0: uh, that, that but it was 56 57 I could I can get it all organized but it
1: uh, doesn't matter it doesn't matter but
0: what... stream of consciousness from uh from our guy Bernsey, last time he was in studio. Bud Grant, you heard, uh, Bernsey talk about his own relationship with Bud and how far back it went. Bud, kind enough to join us on the Connecticut Water Systems hotline. Bud, as always, thank you very much for the time. I'm trying to get my mouse to work to call you up. Garzy, will you just get him potted up? Cause my mouse is uh, acting up. Bud, thanks for the time, man. It's, uh, it's a sad day. What's going through your mind today?
1: it reminds me how old i am <laughs> <laughs> Bert and I are the same age and and uh, as as a jim Klobuchar, too yeah. and you know we're kind of going through a cycle here of aging they call it so anyway it's a sad day uh heard about it earlier this afternoon i finally stopped crying about an hour ago and i'm I'm in maybe some condition to talk now
0: I, might, I really appreciate you coming to the phone because i I know it's not easy because you guys do go way way back. Do you remember when you first met Bernsey? what the circumstances were? what brought the two of you together?
1: Well, we go back when i uh started uh I met Bernsey when he was at Iowa. And Forrest Evershevsky was a coach and of course Sid Hartman was our intermediary and he knew Evie and so I met Bernsey but it didn't, you know, re- resonate at that time other than he was a skinny little guy who was the golfer for evershesky at <laughs> Iowa. Well then, uh, when I got the, the, the job in Winnipeg and I'm trying to put together my thoughts and coaching it kind of a, all came at once and I went back to Evie and and uh talked to Bernsey or talked to Evie about coming down to spring practice. So he said, Well I'll send out one of my guys to pick you up at the airport. He sent out Bernsey. And of course I'd met him before but I didn't really get into coaching about it. He was kind of a gopher there. And he'd played at Michigan and gone to Michigan and he'd been exposed to a lot of football. And we start talking about football and uh you know, he uh He knew he knew a lot about football. He was a great observer of football, and we talked about the passing game and how we were evolving from a single wing to the T formation and how important the quarterbacks were, and I mean a multitude of things. Well, that all just went into the memory bank. And then uh, when I got a a chance, when I got the Winnipeg job, I called Bernsey and said, "Well, why don't you come up and we'll." We, he, they were running a wing T at that time, which is just another name for some formations. And come up here for a month and help me out, put this whole thing together. I've never been a coach before, and bring your family, we have a month's vacation on to Winnipeg, and we'll put this together. Well, that's the beginning of it, and then he came up to Winnipeg. Then many years after that, for a month, and we'd talk football and. There were some interesting things that came out of all of that, and uh, my coaching, his coaching, our philosophy, and about the zone defenses and the uh, you know the different formations they were using and the motions and all that you know that football garbage that coaches talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's there's a lot of it too. What was he like to work with? I mean, you were famously known to be a head coach who who prided himself on hiring good people that he thought, you know, that you thought you could trust, and then letting them do their jobs, that you were very much the delegator where you let people sort of do what they were paid to do. So what was it like, what was Bernsey's style like with you, you know, the week of a game, practices, training camp, whatever, when you were the head coach and he was the coordinator?
1: Well, the secret is to hire people who are smarter than you are. <laughs> you know and uh, that's one of the things I'd learned early on you never hire your friends mm. in other words I had, I had a lot of teammates that I went to college with and played pro ball with, and they went into coaching and they you know wow we we were good friends I can, you know maybe they're coaches i mean I'm talking about you know guys like Jim molowski who went u m d and you know great great coaches they grind a lot of my friends were coaches, but I learned that I don't want to hire. I never hired my friends because they only know what I know. So I always hired people who knew more and different things than I knew. And uh, Bernsey was one of those people. He was, you know, he was raised in a different uh, atmosphere. So when we talked, we were talking about different things. And uh, he was uh, uh, very fertile-minded. Mm and understood what other people were doing. And, you know, there's a lot of garbage that goes on in coaching. It's not that, you know, if you get the best player, you're going to win most of the time anyway. (laughs) But, you know, coaching, uh, you got to get along with people. And there were some evolving things that happening with the zone defenses and all that that we worked on and how to beat them. And and, uh, so we had a good relationship, But, but to answer your question, so I turned a lot of what we did over to his observation of what we were doing and putting it on paper,
0: you and I have talked about this before over the years. he clearly was ahead of his time when it came to integrating running backs into the passing game that that was a big part of uh, you know I guess an example one could say of his fertile mind when it came to to, to running offenses. What do you remember about that
1: well uh, we talked about uh, go going back, there were zone defenses were coming in. Now, you know, so man-to-man coverages are still used today, and they're 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 vital to every defense. But or they, they were using zones and, and different combinations of long and short, inside outside. And you had a, a free safety that they had we called in. And they moved him around, and uh, so we talked about all those things. Well, he had ways of. of as uh, we talked about, that, you know, it could defeat those different mm. styles of defenses and blitzes and whatnot. And so instead of throwing a 12 or 15-yard pass and having a, you know, catch and a first down, you'd throw a five-yard pass, you run for five or six yards. Easier to get a guy open at five yards than it is to get him at 12 yards. So, you know, we we talked about all that, and, of course, we ended up with one of the great quarterbacks of all times in Fran Tarkenton, who was a master of that concept that uh, Burnsy brought in, and we talked about. And uh, when Fran when Fran left football, he was he owned every record of every passing record yeah. in the National Football League. Basically, it was what he learned and did at the not only the, the Giants but with the Vikings.
0: How do we capture the Bernsey personality?
1: Well, well, <laughs> uh, the, somebody coined the word character, mm. uh, because he had a great sense of humor, um, and he was uh, a unique personality, a loyal friend, and uh, we got along real good, but he, there's a lot of things he didn't like. He didn't like bugs, he didn't like uh, spiders, and he didn't like you know, outdoor activities, which, of course, I embrace. <laughs> so we had a little difference there. But having said that, you know, he had a big family, and I was talking to his son, Mike, today, and remember the time he shot his first grouse when he went, we went hunting and caught his, a big brook trout up here one one day. And and so our families became close together. And the other thing is he had, and Burns had a big family. I had a big family. Michael's had four or five kids. Howie had four or five kids. Uh, Buster had four kids so Everybody had big families So we had a kind of a family coaching uh, group And we didn't have 20 coaches We only had six coaches <laughs> or seven coaches So it was a little different And, you know, it's evolved what it is today And it's better, of course But uh, he, Bernd, he fit right in with our what we were trying to do And how we were trying to live
0: Bud Grant, kind enough to join us In the wake of the uh, sad news That uh, Jerry Burns has passed away At the age of 94 years old um you you knew him well you know one other thing about his personality that always struck me is that in a game that i think encourages ego and for coaches to take themselves really seriously that bernsey seemed to 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 never want to go down that road he's not a guy who spent all that much time i thought looking in the mirror and admiring himself
1: that's, that's for sure. He never he never combed his hair ever, <laughs> and uh, you know had a great uh, sense of humor. So, saw the you know the funny side of things. He also had a quick kind of a quick short fuse. That if you could you know his response sometimes to things that you'd say might be you know pretty quick. But he was uh, articulate uh, in what we were trying to do. But he became a very a confident too, if I might use that word, and maybe another word that I would use, you know, we all have friends and relatives and people we get along with. Brunji was a special guy. I put him in a category like a Sid Hartman. Mm. You know, he was just a special friend uh, that, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to grow old and at least see your special friends move on. It's
0: got to be very difficult. I'm I'm sure we've talked, you and I have talked about that before. Um, As well as you knew him, What do you remember about how much it hurt him that he did not get the job when Les Steckle, when you retired the first time and the decision was made to go with Steckle for that year? um, What do you remember about all that, and did you you ever talk to him about it?
1: Well, I assumed um, uh, when I stepped down, now it's not my call, and I didn't step down with the idea that, he's gonna and necessarily get the job. I just maybe made an assumption that maybe I shouldn't have that he would be the coach. And and I when I went when I retired and went to see Max and Mike Lynn and you know, said I'm gonna step down and uh you know, about went through all of that. Well there's one thing that when I, well, it's a little different because Bernie, a couple of things he didn't like to do, that was personnel. Mm. You know, to, yep. to deal with personnel with personal problems. Now, one of the things that I did a lot of was personnel and their problems. You know, there are better football players if they could solve some of their personal problems. Bernie wanted to know part of that. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Tommy Kramer was, was, had was an alcoholic and he was drinking and so we set up a intervention to go to california with uh under pretenses that kramer would be there and his family would be there i would be there and bernsey would be there but tommy didn't know that that was going to happen if you know anything about those right type of things so we i asked bernsey well come on out with me well I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm not a. I, he, he give you. He didn't want to be a part of that part of the the game of football, uh, which is to take care of the players and some of their personal problems that affects football. So he. And then the other thing he might have thought of, that this, this Larry said, I thought you were going to put me in intervention. He said I that was a trick to get me out there. Wasn't a core, wasn't a. Of course, he had a beer, but he didn't have a problem. Right. But so anyway, anyway, so that's we went out there. Well, I think what in what uh, might have influenced Mike, Lynn, and Max Winter that that uh, Les Steckel jumped at the idea of going out there because he kind of worked in that area anyway and did a good job, and uh, they that it was their decision. And they asked me you know i said well you got a you know you got somebody right and sitting right here sitting right here that can do the job maybe better than i can but they had they decided that i had too much power and uh I mean all the decisions made personnel wise or anything else and, and a lot of the personal things that happened i w- i would take care of it and now uh mm. you know they could they could do it they thought well, and then they hired Stecko, and, and, you know, it, it was not good timing. Les is a good guy, and he's a good coach. He just got off on the wrong foot, and that didn't didn't work out. Fortunately, they went back the next year, and Bernie came in, ben and did a great job, came one play away yeah. from winning the Super Bowl. They played... Uh, uh, Washington. Somebody, uh, yeah,
0: Washington in the, in the NFC title game. They were close to tying it, and with a the chance then to, to, to win the game, and, 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 like you say, maybe go on.
1: Well, if they, they dropped the pass on a goal line, I think it was... Darren Nelson. Darren Nelson dropped the pass on the goal line, yeah. win the game, and they will beat, I think it was Atlanta, or I forget who they were going to play, or Denver, maybe. We, we would have beaten Denver, but Jerry would have won the Super Bowl <laughs> on one just that one play. It's kind of, I think, would have, uh, you know, that would have been great for the Vikings, great for Jerry, great for all of us, but that's how things swing, they dropped the pass, didn't get yeah. to the Super Bowl, didn't win, and the rest is history.
0: Did he, uh, we're chatting with Bud Grant, um, did he consult, once he became a head coach, um, you were still around, obviously. I mean, did he consult you much? Did he talk to you much? Did he look for any guidance from you, or did he just kind of go his own way?
1: No, he didn't. No, no. I, I, and, uh, you know, we kind of had that, I said, now, you know, when he took the job, I said, I'm out, don't, I mean, I don't want, I don't want anybody to think yeah. that I'm a part of any of this operation. This is totally your operation. I mean, if you want, you know, I want to talk about it. I'm, I'm available, but you can you you know more than I do about a lot of things, and you could handle that, and you can do that. So I'll, I'm I'm the state retaining me, which I still have a, a title as, a, as right. a consultant with the Vikings. Still have an office, but uh, don't come down and talk to me about what or what not to do or what to do. I mean, we can talk about any other things, and we we'll have talked about a lot, and have had a good relationship over the years. But I did not influence any part of his coaching at all.
0: Yeah, I want to finish up with this. You know, you mentioned um, the, the the news on Jim Klobuchar, the news on Bernsey, ages there, your age. I, you know, it strikes me that you guys have some secret that the rest of us would like to get in on. I mean, I, is it, what, what is it that you guys all have been? Survivors, you in and, and is it some is there some common quality here? It can't just be luck, I don't think. Maybe it's genes, you can well, tell me. But what is it you guys know?
1: Well, you got to pick the right parents. That's the first thing, <laughs> it, it's more heredity than anything. Yeah. And uh, we, we're all you know, that's a big influence on our lives and lifestyle and all that. They talk about all that, and that's all good. But the basic thing, you got to have the right uh, genes. And the right, you know, parents that pass on their good traits and, you know, trash their bad traits. So, they we're just, just lucky and happy to be in this position, although today's a very sad day for me because Jim and Jerry were two very, very good friends. And I use the word special again, special friends, not just good friends, but special friends. So it's been a sad day.
0: You're going through this too much, Bud, of course with Sid as well. I mean, it it does that's, have to be it has to be tough for you.
1: That's it's it's been a tough tough year is right.
0: What I what I hope you hold on to is you guys have had so much time past the time where you guys all were, you know, working intensively in some cases with each other to 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 talk about the memories, get together, all the Vikings events that you guys have had. Uh, you have had all those great opportunities. That that has to be something to hold on to.
1: Well, you know, it's it's interesting you say that because you can, if you've got good memory, you can entertain yourself. Was, you know, I was I was heard about Bernie this morning, so I'm start thinking about all the things and all all the memories that I have about him. But then you mention other people, you know, the Sid Hartmans, the Klobuchar's, family members, all the people I have played with and been associated with, if you've got good memories, you can entertain yourself. If you don't have good memories, it's hard to sit here and look at the wall, you know, at our age, because most of your friends are dead. But the memories can sustain you, and they do, and I, that's why I'm still enjoying life as much as I can.
0: Bud, you're the best. I really appreciate the time on a day I know that has that, that got to be very tough for you and very sad. We appreciate the extended time today. Be well. And uh, we'll definitely try to stay in touch. Thanks, Bud.
1: I do that, but don't call me <laughs> with another death, please. That, oh, wow.
0: That's a deal. That's okay. that's a, that's a fair trade off. Thanks okay. again. Thanks, bye. Bud Grant, helping us out, still sharp as a tack, uh, even on a very sad day. Let's break. We'll come back, give you some form of the mini show wrap. We're a little bit behind schedule, but it's Bud Grant. You know, you, you break the.